Hey, bro hands. Hey, want to score those hot babes? Try karate. Kicks get chicks. Well, we were just going to go talk to them, but uh, yeah, you know, maybe taking karate lessons from a stranger in the park is a better strategy, right? <laughs> nice headband, bro hands. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do, and I am so centered <sighs> that I both cyberstalk and actual stalk my own children. <laughs> yes, and my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I have a karate black belt, but I don't know what a modem is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, we're here to discuss episode three, Esqueleto, of uh, Cobra Kai. Um He's a skeleton in this one, like in the old film, remember? And that sounds like what I would say if I was making fun of this, but I enjoy it. No, I think it's a, yeah, it's a great way for that to happen. This episode is directed by Jennifer Salata. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And written by Josh Hield, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg, which I assume you'll hear those names quite a bit as far as writers on this show. Um, but yes, the skeleton, come on. What a great reveal. Come yeah. on. It, but it is. You're right. It's I mean, I'm, we're probably going to do this so much where we're like, usually when this happens <laughs> in a thing, because, you know, member berries, nostalgia, it's such a uh, well-trodden territory with IP and entertainment these days. Um, yeah. But I, I guess it truly it either speaks to a specific itch that we need to be that we need scratched or our cynicism speaks to how good this show is because typically we're ready to scoff and mock something like this but this just works so you know it's up to you the listener to decide which which side you're on on that on that mm -hmm. argument yeah, and speaking of the listener, uh, this is definitely like a binge show. It's yes. designed and written that way, so kudos to anyone watching along and listening along, or even if you're just listening to reminisce about the good old days of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Um, I feel like our other podcast, Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit-down, is very much a like The Sopranos is a show designed for contemplation, whereas this one, we're almost like going against the tide and like, no, now we stop and talk about this one because yeah. it really pulls you along to the next one. And they have those, the, the endings are always really great, and it is designed to be like, oh, shit, I need to get to the next one. Although I don't know, on the YouTube release, I guess they did release them all at once, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe okay, so, yeah, yeah, they did. I, I, I think the thing they did is they put the first two were free, because at the time it was like uh, they still had the YouTube red. I do believe that when season, well, I believe they're free now, and when season three comes up, it'll be on... Just, yeah, YouTube Premium or not YouTube Premium, whatever it is with ads. But if you have YouTube Red, no ads. That's our well, YouTube uh, <laughs> advertisement. Update. Yeah. Yeah. I, d <laughs> I don't think it is free right now, though. It was for a oh. little bit, but I don't. Oh. I think it's the first two you can get. Interesting. Um, I didn't realize that. So there's still, yeah. ah, they got to kind of just put it free and just put some ads on it. Yeah. I feel like um, that's the way to go. Uh, quick call out to another. Well, a YouTube bread show that didn't quite make it is Wayne. Shout out mm -hmm. to all my Wayne fans out there. That show's great. I feel, I have heard. I think that it's dead in the water because it's it was a, it's a little bit riskier than um, uh, Cobra Kai as far as some of the language and stuff. So they they said that they weren't really like 
a type of show that would fit in if they tried to just release it on the platform to do future seasons. But that's for my Wayne podcast. Back to Cobra Kai. Yeah. So this episode, we start much like we shifted from Johnny to Daniel. And now we're in Miguel's uh, perspective on this one. Uh, it's a great funny scene here with his uh, abuela, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she goes and knocks at the door and he's doing his punches uh, <laughs> in the air like, oh, almost done. Yeah. She's just like, oh, nice jerk off, off joke. Again. <laughs> nice jerk off joke to start the episode. <laughs> well, it's it, it's, good, it's a good jerk off joke to start the episode, but then even funnier when uh, his mother asks, "What happened to your hand?" and she's like, "You don't want to know." Yeah, that's a great jerk off joke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know, you love how they like he's already so likable, much like a young uh, Larusso, Daniel Larusso. Like he's such a likable kid. Um, the way he cares about his mother and everything. And here yep. we have another kid who, like, they're like, "Well, you want a Deadpool costume? We'll get you one." And he's like, "No, it doesn't have to be Deadpool. Like, whatever." Like he just wants, he just wants to help out. And oh, what a great kid! Now, quick question. I mean, I guess this is more looking further past season two even though we're just talking about this episode because i mean they talk about or at least there's a moment where miguel says how he doesn't really know his dad um is that something you think we'll get into on this show Hmm. interesting uh because i feel like in a lesser show like uh like a narcos guy would show up and it'd be like this thing (laughs) I mean, I'm not. I mean, maybe in the Karate Kid Part Three version of this show, I guess that's what would mm. happen. And I'm, I'm not saying I hope this is what happens, but I guess you know, there's a small part of me that's afraid that that would happen. Mm. I, I feel like I can't really talk about it without getting into spoiler territory for the mm. rest of what we know in the first two okay. seasons. Put a little bookmark uh, in it. I'll just say, and, and yeah, if it's if it is someone who's just on their first watch through it, yeah, I guess you're probably thinking about it too. Is that something we'll get into? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it will. I think I don't think we'll get into it because there's so much else to be explored in that sort of arena. But obviously, yeah. Johnny is filling a father figure type role right now, and depending on how that develops, uh, it might be interesting. But it also feels like a very sort of done thing. Uh, to have like, oh, like this kid doesn't have a father figure. He forms a bond with his mentor, but then the actual father comes back. It's like the, it's almost too done of a thing. But that yeah. is what we always say about this show that usually they do stuff we'd roll our eyes at, but we forgive it and love it. So they'd probably do it great uh, <laughs> if they do do that. Um, so uh, it's all about this Halloween dance at the very start there, uh, costumes and that, but... And it is uh, nice, you know, again, another nice Miguel thing of like, uh, he wants to be Deadpool, but, you know, he's not, it's not going to make his parents waste money on a Deadpool costume. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, then we have, he's training and Johnny is kind of realizing the harsh reality of the world, like bills and <laughs> stuff like yeah. that, which I guess, I mean, he did, I guess he's gone through that money that Sid gave him, just setting everything up, just getting the getting the strike first on the wall, getting the Cobra Kai, cool Cobra Kai logo made that's on the wall, getting the cool sign. And then it's like, all right, the money's done now. I got my cores in the in the fridge, but now they keep sending me bills. I guess we're going to need to get <laughs> students here. Yeah, he has comically like a whiteboard with like current students, Miguel, that's it. <laughs> so this episode is all about um, him. Miguel wants to learn kicks. Um, uh, Johnny wants more students. 
And of course, uh, Daniel's cyber stalking and actual stalking his his children. Because <laughs> yeah. what he said, what Johnny said to him, it's great that like he is this sort of centered and calm person usually. But Johnny just gets to him to the point where he's like, "Put your house in order. Like you should know the kind of kids your your daughter hangs out with." And and he's referring more to uh, like the car accident. Like it is interesting that he wouldn't throw that in his face. He wouldn't go like. Yeah, what about that time uh, my car got hit and you fixed it? And uh, not only should you have fixed it, you should have given me loads of money because your daughter was responsible or involved. Yeah. He doesn't do that because well, he, he wouldn't. But he will go yeah. like, "You're hey, get your shit together before you come at me. <laughs> well, plus because snitching is pussy shit. And we That's know that point. Johnny would know that. But well, it's what's great about it and why it works so well is because Johnny is just feeding off of the standard parental insecurities that Daniel's already having. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's always a great thing uh, not to do our cut to black thing, but I guess I'm going to do it. See, we used, oh. we hosted a show called cut to black where we discussed Sopranos episodes and we would always work in Gilmore girls references, but I'm going to work in a Gilmore's girls reference right here because that show is masterful at characters that are against odds, but the other character, like specifically Lorelai and her mom, but her mom makes good points that Lorelai has to in secret then like really flesh out and take her advice. And yeah. uh, Daniel's doing that here because we already know a little bit about Sam that she's starting to hang out with the cool kids. She doesn't hang out with Aisha anymore. And I think, of course, we saw the pool party. They're all wearing his... <laughs> bathing suits which is great <laughs> and he's already kind of a little like suspect on that and then johnny's giving him this information and even the cyber stalking thing which seems weird it's just the modern day version of in the old tv shows it'd be like do i read my daughter's diary i don't know uh but now it's like do i look at the text messages and i'm sure yeah, or uh, remember when you could lift one phone in the house and you yes. could listen in on a conversation <laughs> in a different part? That yes. was, that that is this. I joke. I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's that bad what he's doing, considering. Yeah. But also, it's just funny that he's Miyagi Do doing Ab- all this shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I I can imagine being a parent of a teenager in this day and age. You you'd wanna. I mean, at the very least, if you're not like snooping on their own computer you're like pulling up their their finstagram or whatever and you're like what are they doing what are they posting but that's why they have just a text right just text <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was such a great joke as well that's so oh, gross. Yes. i love it well um, it gets really it gets more creepy when he's when daniel's hanging out with cousin louie and the other salesman and they're making more like porn star jokes as he's oh, yeah. like concerned about his daughter <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> i like that scene a lot <laughs> no i like it too <laughs> um because what is it he's like uh they're they're i mean that scene is there to like stoke his insecurities even more even though his conclusion is like guys it's my daughter trust her but then it all like again much like johnny it just creeps in uh to his head and he does sort of you know look into it a bit more so now Um, do you think cousin louis is related to uncle louis i i don't choose wasn't it Uncle Wait. Louie in Karate Kid 3, the guy who's geeking out in the background of the scene with Daniel's mom? Right. It and is Daniel's Uncle Louie. And they mention, that's a good point, and they mention like how he can't even talk to his mother these days or something. Like, what is that line that he says? Uh, there's something about he mentions his mother. Oh, I think, he, uh, no, he mentions that Sam won't talk, like, because she makes the excuse that, like, oh, Sam's with uh, her grandma or something like that. He's like, ah, oh, are you serious? I'd be lucky if I could... 
get her to talk to her grandma or something like that. He's just, it's the classic, like, teenagers don't want to hang out. I mean, your parents and your grandparents are lame, obviously, once you're a teenager. Yeah. Well, lame and old. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So let's see. Where are we at this point in the episode? I I wanted to say as well about uh, Sam. That's her name, right? Yes. Yes. So Sam, like like you said, she's starting to hang out with the rich, popular people. And I guess that this is where we have the, why is she not a piece of shit already? It's because she hasn't (laughs) hung out with these people before. She's just going in there. She used to have this cool friend who wanted to go as like uh, salt to Halloween, which is really cool and fun. Yeah. Uh, but now she's hanging out with all these lame friends who only care about their grams and their makeup and shit. Um, so that's why she's, you know, getting that. That's why she was okay to begin with, is my point. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the show gets into how, like, uh, well, I, mean, I won't even get into that, whatever. But uh, I think what's what's important, and I was talking about a little bit when we we're discussing last episode, is that they do start to make the kids compelling. And I think that's probably one of their biggest hurdles, of course, because, again, we're tuning in for the Karate Kid. We don't know who these kids are. And I think one of the ways that they do that is I don't feel like they hold back because, you know, they're making, like, mean jokes about Aisha in this. And I feel like other shows, you'd maybe you wouldn't want to do that. You'd want to kind of hold it because it almost feels harsh as a viewer watching it like oh my god yeah. are, are they telling this actress that they you know we're gonna put piggy faces on you and we're gonna keep making these jokes or even like when it's more of a funny joke it's more lighthearted, but it's still kind it's still obviously mean when the teacher's like uh you know we we won't name the student but a mother called in and said he was crying uh, <laughs> because About of his facial deformity. Facial. Yeah. And it was like, it's the kid with the lip. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, uh, no spoilers, but I'd forgotten that this is where Eli started out. Yes. Yeah, and Eli's such a great character. And you feel yeah. so, especially in these two episodes, you feel for him so much because um, he's just a you know poor kid. Because even in that, in the previous episode, when she's like the mean girl, like she's the Johnny Lawrence the Karate Kid Johnny Lawrence, or, or she's the Terry Silver of this show, because she's yeah. immediately like, oh, look at that kid. Looks like he made out with a weed whacker or whatever the fuck she says, because uh, the kids are just being mean. And I feel like other shows, they kind of, they say kids are being mean, and they're not. But in this, I think they really are being mean, and you really start to feel for them, and it feels, I guess, more legit because of it. Interestingly, in contrast, at the end there, uh, Miguel is the one who strikes first. Like he kicks the guy in the yeah. chest, and then when they're leaving him there, all beaten up, they're like, "Hey, God was coming to him." And I'm, and I'm a little bit like, "Well, yeah, he did kind of, <laughs> he, he was, he did kind of attack them." <laughs> so, uh, but, but I think what you're saying anyway is really important for establishing these characters as likable because. I mean, spoiler alert, some of them are going to join Cobra Kai and they're going to become hard asses. So you have to see them properly get insulted. If if there were half measures here, you know, it's just like they'd say in Breaking Bad, no half measures. Uh, Because then it would just feel like, why are you so, like, why are you taking out your frustration on other kids? And instead it's like, oh no, they're actually being like, genuine and believable pieces of shit at you <laughs> yeah and it's yeah bringing up that end fight i guess the way it's shot and like it's out of focus and you don't see it uh i guess you infer more from it that they really like hurt and beat the fuck out of miguel uh yeah and again that's just another thing like 
it's four kids beating the shit out of one kid. Uh, whereas that happens in the Karate Kid, but it's, I don't know, it's played a little bit more goofy because you see it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so we have Johnny trying various ways to drum up students. He gets the lady, I, I think it's the same lady who told him to get off like her territory before. And, and again, for what I suppose is... I guess I was about to say it's a children's show, but it's obviously not because, I mean, she says she wants meth and a burrito, uh, which I don't think. But it's just (laughs) some stuff like that where they don't pull punches. It's like that's so much funnier than the weaker version of that line, you know. (laughs) And his response is like, you can buy whatever you want. Some money works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to put up these posters and recruit everyone. And again, we see more of how he's out of touch. And I don't think it was even true in the 80s that Karate Made You Cool. It was just he lived in the bubble of the film Karate Kid. So yeah. like like you were saying, I think, last episode where it's like, it's not like the bullies in this are like, shit, we should learn karate to beat them up. They're like, these, those guys are nerds. They do karate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, But it, he lived in the world where like, ah, oh, competing dojos. And here it's like... Nah, we have the nerds who do karate, and then we have the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and with him, yeah, handing out flyers, it's such, like it's something you'd still would do, but it's still so dated. And then the clip at the beginning of the show where he is just mocked uh, by these two guys. I mean, he calls them broham, kicks get chicks, uh, and he really is at his low. He's at, he's so low that he takes his headband off, and and you get the sense that even Johnny Lawrence is like, wait, is karate for pussies? Is is, is karate yeah. not cool? And going back to I touched, impossible. <laughs> I touched on it a bit uh, discussing last episode, but I love the moment here where Miguel inspires Johnny when he shows him the website and he finds out that he's listening to Rat round and round. Yeah which I used recently, well, I used last night recording my show, and I didn't even, I hadn't watched this episode yet, and I was like, holy shit, I'm on a Cobra Kai wavelength right now. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Just the fact that, like, yeah, he's he's, uh, he has a a, a good relationship with this kid. Uh, Of course, he's a father figure for him, and, you know, he's just someone that's at least being like, wow, I'm making a difference for someone. And of course, I mean, we saw in last episode, we didn't really touch on it, that he does have his own fractured relationship with his actual biological son, which will play into effect more later. Uh, But yeah, I I just, it's a great moment that he's all excited and he made a website and Johnny gets to have like this kind of quiet moment where maybe karate isn't for pussies and maybe we are doing (laughs) a good thing here. Mm. Well, Miguel's been wanting to learn kicks, and Johnny's more interested in, like, we need to get more students, otherwise I can't teach you anything. So, what does Miguel do? He goes and does a web des- web site, and, like, he's thinking about having an app where you can track your, track your karate progress, maybe probably have different belts. You can upgrade your avatar with different belts <laughs> when you reach the levels. Man, this Miguel kid, kid is going places. Yeah. Um, and that leads Johnny to think, ah, man, I really like this kid. I should tie up his arms and push him in a pool as a le- learning technique. And you get the sense that this is all stuff that's been done to him yes but also when it was done to him it's also it was probably like 
abuse. Yeah. <laughs> you and know, it's still, and then, I mean, it's still abuse, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like halfway through, I feel like he doesn't know if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that adds a bit of tension because he ties him up like, yeah, and he like blusters and shows like, no, nah, I have to show full confidence. But when he, like the second time or whatever, he's like, Hmm, maybe he'll will actually drown if I if I don't do this. But uh, nah, it works. And then they have to run out because he lied about knowing the guy. Yeah, he spends yeah. a lot of time in this high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's just lurking around. Uh, and I guess that's another thing, like it, because it feels uh pretty dark when he just pushes him in the pool and yeah he's about to drown and he's like pulling him up by his hair and he's like look just kick your legs you know build the strength you can do this and it's like yeah there is some tension it's pretty scary uh, but it, you know but in the end it works out so you're like fuck yeah this is a great way to teach someone how to kick yeah. just do this to my kids yeah um Maybe some of that tension's, like, maybe they chose after the fact or maybe during, I don't know, it could be before, and to diffuse it a little bit by intercutting with him actually doing good kicks afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of works because it shows his legs and then he's doing the kicks, but also it kind of makes it like, nah, it's not that bad. He's actually learning something here. Like, this is his version of wax on, wax off. You know, you got you to gotta take the good with the bad here <laughs> at Cobra Kai. <laughs> Uh, and kind of, yeah, in the midst of it, we talked a bit about it. Yeah, uh, Daniel is dealing with his relationship with his daughter and kind of wanting to spy on her. But And he also kind of, at dinner, he brings up like, ah, oh, they're like begging for chaperones. And, you know, oh, don't worry, I, I volunteered. And, yeah, what a lame thing. You don't want your parents at the Halloween dance. We do find yeah. out at the dance that he just called and volunteered himself because he... Mm you know uh, he's very concerned and he's he's doing his daniel thing it, it does feel very daniel what he's doing uh where he's he's kind of off course and he does need a miyagi here now i yep. i wonder is it like i mean obviously we don't have this cuz you know uh pat Marita passed away mr miyagi passed away would we have a different Daniel? Like, would we? Ha- I guess we would, right? Would he still be in this big house and doing a cheesy car dealership, but just be more zen because he has a Miyagi in his life? Um, yeah, I guess the show doesn't really say when Miyagi passes away. I would assume that Daniel has had his guidance for like a fair portion of his life. Anyway, I think it's the. Uh, I think it's the, the, the side we. S- oh, I'm huh? sorry. I, I, I wasn't sure because of oh. the reemergence of Cobra Kai. Right, yeah. Um, no, what I meant was, anyway, that... Uh, I forget. I'm sorry. I cut you <laughs> That's off. That's okay. I threw you off your game. <laughs> I, lo- I lost my track of thought there. Um, but, yeah, Miyagi, I feel... Uh, it's like we see these bits, as you were saying in the discussion of the third film, like, Mr. Miyagi's little trees, he was always the driving force behind that. Yeah. And then that's kind of combined with his... And I guess Miyagi, the reason he's into cars is because he got that old car from Mr. Miyagi as well. So, like, both of those interests came together, and now he has this business that is not exactly what he's interested in, but he'll excel at it anyway because he applies this sort of work ethic to it. So, uh, I don't know. I think we all have periods of li- in our lives, whether or not we have a Mr. Miyagi with us, where we get unbalanced and then rebalanced. And I, I'm not sure that's even the right word because... Um, well, yeah, Mr. Miyagi would say it's the right word because, you know, balance and all things. Yeah. And all, but I don't know. We we all get that from time to time. Like, he he would definitely get it for some other reason if it wasn't for this, you know? And do you think that maybe, um, could you read into this that 
just the idea of there being a Cobra Kai is more of an excuse to get back into karate. And he's just been looking for, cause that is more of like a passion for him. And like, there is that at least connection to his past and with Mr. Miyagi and stuff like that, even though it comes off as such a petty thing, is it like a blessing in disguise because he gets to look at the old newspaper clippings and maybe dust off some of the old, uh, like dojo areas that he had. Yeah. I think there's truth to that. Uh, in that he has sort of lo- he hasn't lost his way exactly but he's lost his passion for this even though i mean it, like i said the start of last episode is like a car commercial it's like everything's perfect perfect family and and everything and he it's not like he's not enjoying it i True. think it's more like s- deep down there's something that's not totally fulfilled by what he's doing and so this is sort of a reason to to scratch that itch again but there's a lot of negative feelings tied up with his karate experiences as well i mean he did fight for his life in okinawa he doesn't bring that <laughs> up but yeah. When he gets the knife like, yeah, yeah, I had to kill the guy with the barrel technique. No one really knows how I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we're at we're yeah, we're at the dance and you know, we see Aisha and and Aisha's still went with her costume. It doesn't quite work as as nice, but sodium's yeah. still cool. Sodium, I forget the line. Uh, so I don't know if it's badass or it's cool or whatever. Johnny's lurking around the school. Uh, handing out <laughs> flyers still, uh, and uh, you know Daniel's there w- uh, because he's the chaperone. Now, are they insinuating? I guess I should have looked this up. Are they insinuating that this teacher, this like guidance counselor, was is it? It's not Allie's friend, right? Because isn't she like? I can't believe like you and Allie broke up or something. Doesn't she have a well, line yeah, like that? I assumed she wasn't like in. Yeah, like, I feel like they'd make a bigger deal if they had like an actress, an actress back from yeah. from the original. But yeah, I mean, she's clearly in the school herself, and then now she works at the school. That's all I took from it, really. But it was just nice. I liked that, and I also liked when uh, Daniel's husband, his wife, sorry, yeah. was like. Uh, uh, like that pretty boy, that karate pretty boy. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think I said pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. And it's great that like in the previous episode, um, what's the friend's name who isn't Eli? Um, oh, Dimitri. Other guy. Dimitri in the previous one has a great line about like how I'd I'd sell you I, I'd stab you all in the back just to have her spit in my face or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, line. great line. And then in this one as well, they've sort of downgraded from the, hot, the hottest girls and now they're looking at the dragon uh the, the dragon queens uh oh, <laughs> which are all yeah. like game of thrones and you're like ah oh, back in the good old days when people would dress up as game <laughs> of thrones characters remember that jim oh yeah man oh what, what how things change in just a few short years yeah and a doctor who picks him up and now i feel like they're really like this is when he should be following the whole like strike first thing they're all just that they're standing around they're not doing it uh dimitri argues in the bathroom that like zero for zero is better than one zero for one or whatever and i'm like that's eh, a bad way to live your life and yeah. i'm glad that johnny's gonna teach it to him yeah and then daniel gets the glimpse of miguel in the in the skeleton costume and of course he has the flashbacks cobra kai he sees the cobra kai um uh flyer and it's like, up oh, here we go. Another run-in with Johnny lurking around the school. Uh, they have kind of a quick back and forth till he sees that Sam is uh, heading off with Kyler because Kyler's going to give her something big. And <laughs> it's like, Jesus. 
and yeah. he's concerned about it. And, and I mean, I like that. Of course, you know, he's sort of right. He's not like fully right, but he's right because then when we hear Kyler, because he is a villain. We hear yeah. Kyler later on, like, oh, did you give her that cheap bracelet? It worked on the other chick, right? Um, so that way we get to have a, we did have a Miguel and Kyler um, uh, beat down again here. And Ish is getting bullied at the dance. Sam needs his second guessing who her, who her friends are, but she's mad at her dad. Shit's going off. Everyone's yeah, ready Sam for the next to... episode. Sam needs to step her friendship game up. Uh, she's being a bad friend right now, but I guess she is distracted by everything going on uh, with her dad and so on. Um, and it's- then we have, uh, well, this is something that must be mentioned. Uh, Miguel does not have a zipper on his outfit. So, like, when they're at the urinal, how the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. I don't think any of the, their costumes are really designed for it, but his especially, because he turns back around, and I'm like, those, that's like a one-piece thing, isn't it? It's definitely not something you can easily just whoop, because he just goes whoop, and then turns around, and there's no, there's no divi- dividing line between the top and bottom part of his costume. So yeah. what the fuck's going on there, Jim? That's acting. That's what an actor <laughs> that is does. acting. Because he, yes. se- he has to sell it. Because I'm sure he, he, as an actor, he's like, wait a minute, there's no zipper here, and like, we yeah. just, uh, that's your job, man. You gotta, you gotta sell it. Because I didn't pick up on it. You're, you're an eagle eye here. You found it. Now I, I will. If you rewatch it, which I'm doing currently, you will notice that his, whoop, his sort of zip, it's more pronounced than that of his fellow actors who have actual zippers to work with. Yeah. Um, the guy dressed up, Dimitri, is a necromancer. His robes are kind of uh, hiked up, so that's, you know, more believable that something's happening there. Uh, but, yeah, no, he just uh, does the actual whoop, hike. And, yeah, if you rewatch it, it it's, would seem cartoonish, but it actually works. So it's exactly <laughs> like the rest of the show, Jim. Yes, yeah. He sells it. It shouldn't, because he does have the big zipper in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. So it shouldn't work, but it does. Uh, I do want to call it the Sam... Uh, like the the Sam relationship, it, it reminds me of uh, Sam and Aisha. It reminds me a lot of uh, Freaks and Geeks. I mean, I guess mm. it's probably it's it's well trodden teenage territory of like the old nerd friend when I was a nerd. Now I'm hanging with the cool kids. But whatever for whatever reason, it just reminds me of Freaks and Geeks. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call that out to get off the zipper talk for a moment and yeah. uh, to get back to kind of more of like making things harsher and real. We already touched upon it, but again, yeah, it does feel like they really kick the shit out of this poor kid. And that's where we leave us. Uh, Miguel's uh, laid out. Johnny finds him. And I guess Johnny has to blame himself to an extent here because, you know, he's gassing this kid up, but he's not ready to take on like five dudes. And is there... Could there maybe even be a hint of Johnny remembering that he used to do this to other kids and maybe it wasn't a good thing? <laughs> what are you talking about? It was great. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we're getting into what, how does the bully watch this show? Yeah. Well, Johnny is the bully, so yeah. how does he watch what's happening and relate to it? It's a good question. Uh, so before he uh, strikes first, he gets a flash of like kicking the boards and he's actually already in this episode of like, 
10 in the past 10 minutes he's progressed from not being able to kick at all to kicking the shit out of these wooden things that represent your face or whatever um so his karate has really improved really quickly and it's something i mean it, it happens throughout but it's just we have two seasons of this already imagine what level they're at by the end of it because in like one episode he's like kicking the shit out of these boards i was kind of thinking that during the montage because i was like how much time could have passed because I know yeah. we're heading up to the Halloween dance, but they're talking about the how the Halloween they're talking about the Halloween dance like it's in like three days, and this is at the same time that Miguel is going through his kick montage. But eh, what are you gonna do? I guess Johnny's that good of a teacher. Miguel's that strong. His legs are that strong. He just needs to focus his power. Yeah, and like you said, that's where we leave it, and we're gonna have to see where we go from there now. If you have any thoughts on this or uh, have a suggestion for what we should bring up in these discussions, please send it in to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can also find our other coverage of other shows at showswhatyouknow.com. Beyond that, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're using that to uh, listen or uh, follow us on Spotify, wherever you get your casts, really. Is there anything else, Jim? Um, I think there's just one more thing. Oh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.